Welcome to Digging Up Ag Podcast. Through sharing research-based information from the University of Kentucky, our goal is to help you successfully enrich your farming enterprise while cultivating knowledge and expertise in agriculture. Now, here's your host. Hello, everyone. This is Adam Huber, the University of Kentucky Agriculture and Natural Resources Extension Agent here in Allen County, along with Adam Esses. He is the Hart County Agriculture and Natural Resources Extension Agent. And we have a special guest this morning. We have Mr. Brandon Bell, the comedian of the Mammoth Cave Ag Agents, uh, Metcalf County A&R agent, Brandon Bell. How are you, Brandon? I'm, I'm great. How are y'all? <laughs> doing great. Doing, doing just fine. Doing just fine. I'm glad you could join us this morning. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so we got, uh, of course, you know, right now we are in the, the fall months of the year. Um, we are in pumpkin season, mum season, all the things, you know, uh, fall festivities are starting to happen. And, and so we've got a lot of stuff to talk about this morning, uh, having to do with, you know, the fall themed, uh, uh, time of year. And so one thing that we do have going on, um, is uh here in what is it the 20 25th of of september we have a field day in allen county uh, basically a pumpkin production field walk is what we've got it titled as and brandon you you've been growing pumpkins for what 20 some years almost 30 man you're getting old <laughs> i'm not getting i am <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh actually today is brandon's birthday by the way well happy birthday yeah thank you thank you yeah, so we're recording this podcast on september the 14th and so brand today's brandon's birthday so we want to wish brandon a big happy birthday he's getting to be an old man getting great in his beard but we still love him anyway <laughs> i want to do you, you a favor and not sing okay yes please don't <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we should have had the, had the choir show up to the office this morning. Playing <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, happy birthday. Uh, but like I did mention, um, we do have a, uh, a field day coming up in Allen County. And, um, like I said, you know, Brandon has been growing pumpkins for almost 30 years now. And so he's going to be the speaker, uh, at our field day. And, He's pretty much like our pumpkin specialist, our cucurbit specialist, basically, uh, with the university. Um, and so that, that afternoon at six o'clock is when we'll be doing the, the field day there. Um, it will be at, uh, Peachtree Farms and Greenhouse in Scottsville. And so we do, you know, uh, want anybody that's interested in pumpkin production to, to come. I know Adam, you've got some folks in Hart County said maybe interested in coming and you don't have to be from, you know, Allen County. You can be from anywhere in the state if you're willing to, you know, to, to come out and, and join us. I know Brandon's going to be the speaker and he's going to do a fantastic job. So. Thanks for your confidence in me. <laughs> as always. <laughs> so as far as, uh, the weekend goes. How did, how was your all's weekend? I really can't say that I did anything really exciting. Uh, actually, I can't remember exactly what I did. That was how that was how exciting it was. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm like that sometimes, and I'm not even that. I'm not even old like you, Brandon. <laughs> Thanks. We had a good weekend. Uh, got a lot done. 
Yeah. It's pretty, I will say it's pretty dry. I wish we'd have got some rain, but we got yeah. like, I think we had a 10th of an inch at my house. Well, when was that Monday or Tuesday? Tuesday, I guess it was. I had a 10th of an inch and most I heard around was like three tenths. So I sprayed pumpkins on Saturday. If that counts <laughs> for, for that. Uh, for the eighth time this season, I hope that's my last spraying day time. Yeah, I haven't sprayed mine in because because I ra- we raise pumpkins as well. I haven't sprayed mine since probably three four weeks, I guess. I I just got the I mean we didn't have any you know real super hot humid weather, no rain really. So I figured well, you know, I don't need to spray them if I don't have to. So that's kind of where conditions weren't really conducive for <laughs> disease, was it? No, not really, and that's what I was talk, talking to Brandon about earlier before we started the the podcast. Uh, you know, we I hadn't really seen very many many diseases show up in our pumpkin crop this year, um, just because I guess you know we hadn't had too terrible weather. It hadn't been extremely hot. You know, we've had a really, I mean, honestly, we've had a really mild summer. We had what one week where it was up in the nineties, um, and so it hadn't really been been too bad you know really so of course you know with pumpkin diseases and well i mean just diseases on vegetables in general you know that hot humid and wet weather is what you know is conducive to to those diseases so brandon have you seen anything as far as like disease pressure on any of your pumpkins i've had powdery mildew which powdery mildew is kind of a, a arid type type disease and it always hits when the state fair starts I don't know. It, it's it's just like clockwork. When the state fair starts, so does powdery mildew. Right. <clears throat> we we seen some a little bit of that, but like like I say, typically you see that every year. Um, even if you're spraying preventative fungicides, you're still more than likely going to have that show up. It's just part of it, from my experience anyway. You've got more years of experience than I do, Brandon, so you may have a different thought about that. But typically, I mean, every year that we've grown pumpkins, we've had some type of powdery mildew show up at, at some point. Right. A lot of resistant varieties are tolerant varieties. I won't say resistant, but there's a lot of varieties mm-hmm. out there now that are powdery mildew tolerant. Right. Yeah. And, that, and that's a good, that's a good uh, thing to kind of take a note of if you are interested in, in growing pumpkins is, um, you know, going and doing your research before you purchase your seed. You know, if you start off on the, you know, right foot with your, pumpkin seed selection, you know, uh, by looking at those, uh, disease resistant varieties, you know, you're just starting off better than you would if you just randomly, you know, pick a pumpkin variety because it looks pretty or whatever. So it's funny you mentioned that. I mean, I don't think people realize the management that goes into raising pumpkins, you know, Brandon, you said you've sprayed yours eight times already. Is that right? That's right. Eight times. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't really think a lot of people look into that and, you know, we're, we're getting more and more pumpkin producers in, in our County. I know with the produce auction up there, uh, we've got several acres in the County now, but, uh, yeah, it's a lot goes into them. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and even like with mum production, because of course, you know, mums and pumpkins kind of, that's kind of the fall thing that goes together. Uh, people don't like say, people don't realize like how much work you actually have to, to do and the time that you have to spend in the mum pad or in the pumpkin field, you know, out there spraying and making sure that everything is the way that it needs to be. Um, whether that's fertility wise or, you know, fungicide wise, disease pressure, that kind of thing. So yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot that goes into it for sure. 
So have you all noticed anything different about pumpkins and mums this year? You think, uh, I, I know with the produce auction, I, I texted Brandon the other day, they've had pumpkins up there selling for about two weeks now. I think they're on their second week of selling some, not a lot, but they'll have a couple of bins about every day. Uh, and they've been selling mums for several weeks now. They not really hit a big bunch of them yet, but but they've been selling quite a few of them. It, it's getting ready to start, though. The, it uh, seems like pumpkin season or the fall season starts earlier every year. Um, but uh, I, I've got several connections throughout the state that I work with on growing pumpkins, and we've got one guy that started shipping the last week of August. So it's... Uh, just like Christmas, Christmas decorations start getting out in the stores in October now. So. Yeah, and with the mums, of course, we raised mums as well. Um, we seen back several weeks ago, well, it was about four weeks after we'd planted our mums, they started to, they started to, to bloom. And that's definitely not good because you know, they're only four weeks old. They're not very big. Um, you know, the, the plants are really just about, we, we raise them in 10 inch pots. And so like whenever your plants just getting as big as your pot, you know, diameter wise, and it starts to bloom, that's definitely not good because you still got several weeks, you know, to go before, before, you know, time to start selling. So, you know, and, and I talked to people in ten, Northern Tennessee, all across Kentucky, they all had the same, all mom growers I talked to had the same issue. And so, you know, that's just some stuff that you have to, to deal with as far as, you know, figuring out a plan to, to do, you know, to, to move forward as far as that goes. Yeah, I heard of several people talked about their moms blooming early. I know, Adam, I talked to you about a couple of my producers having some issues. And then uh, I've even heard pumpkins are, some people are saying they're a couple of weeks late. Are y'all seeing that? I am, yeah. I don't really know why. I can't can't figure out why they're late, but there's there's still a lot of green ones laying out there. The vines foliage is really good, and it's hard to tell what's in there. But everything is still so lush. Yeah, our, ours are basically the same way. Um, of course, we planted ours. I believe it was like June the eighteenth or something like that is whenever we planted ours. Um, and like and this year, I think just been crazy in general for a lot of stuff. Uh, not not just pumpkins and mums, but I think that we're probably about two weeks uh, later than you know what we should be because um, we 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 picked um, like this past week, and there's still a lot of pumpkins in the field that are just just real small and still green. So you know it's just one of them things. So while we're on the pumpkin topic. Uh, here at Metcalf County in October, they have a fall festival and it's called the Pumpkin Festival. And so, Brandon, you, you got any information on the Pumpkin Festival? I know it's been going on for I, a while. I was looking a minute ago trying to figure out. Uh, I think this is the 41st annual Pumpkin Festival. I know it's it's been over 40 years, and I think this is number 41, actually. Um it uh, is always the first Saturday in October that puts it on uh, October the 7th this year. And it's a, it's a fun event for everybody. Uh, people come from far and wide uh, to attend the Pumpkin Festival. 
uh, a lot of good food. Uh, car show. Uh, I don't actually have a event schedule in front of me, but uh, it gets bigger and better every year. I think there's going to be some uh, uh, kids' rides, some different things for them to do. They basically shut the square down. Uh, if you're in a hurry to get somewhere on Saturday and you have to go through Edmonton, uh, you might as well not be in a hurry because it's going to take you a while. The streets are going to be blocked off. People are going to be parking everywhere. It just draws draws a huge crowd. Yeah, of course, I'm originally from Metcalf County, and so I remember whenever I was you know, just a, a young kid, like, you know, going to the Pumpkin Festival, it was like a, a thing that you did, you know, during, yeah. like, during yeah. the, the the fall months of the year and on that weekend. And um, so it's a lot of fun. Do they still do the, do the tractor show? Is that a thing still? There's a car show. I, car I, show. I don't I don't think there's a tractor show. There's a car show. Okay. Uh, I thought maybe one year they did a tractor show and they started like down at the post of the fairgrounds or something and they drove them through Edmonton. I don't know. Maybe that was something different. May yeah. have. I don't know. As you said, I'm I'm aging, so maybe my memory's leaving me too. I yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you were, I mean, you were born before they started the pumpkin festival. I mean, that's how old you are. I I was. You're you're exactly right. <laughs> but uh, we we want to want a big crowd again this year. We hope the weather's good. Um, you can tell by looking at me. Those of you who know me, my my favorite part of the, the pumpkin festival is the food. Uh, if if you leave the pumpkin festival hungry, there's there's something wrong with you. It's it's your own fault if you leave. That's hungry, right. right. You can you can come out early that the the morning of the seventh, and uh, I'm emceeing the uh, annual uh, costume contest. Oh, I can see you doing that. It's it's a big event. What's your favorite costume that you've seen? My favorite costume? Oh, I don't know. That's tough. Uh, they do come up with some really unique things, though. Oh, I guarantee it. Is this people of all ages, I guess? Or No, it's um, actually Amy, our 4-H agent, uh, arranges this. It's actually for um, young kids. We, we don't have an adult uh, adult division. Um, we have some people that are, are pretty spooky looking, uh, some adults that are there in the crowd, but we, we don't have an adult division. Um, not sure how old you can uh, can be and still participate, but uh, I guess if an adult wanted to wear a costume and come up on stage, we'd let them. Yeah, that, that sounds that sounds uh, like a fun job to be the MC of the costume contest. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Speaking, hey, back to pumpkins. I just got a text of somebody. Showing off their pumpkins. My phone keeps blowing up, and somebody's sending me pictures of their pumpkins. Are they nice? Well, I don't know if they're wanting me to tell them if there's something wrong with them or exactly what they're doing. I think they're just proud of them. Well, that's always a good uh, a good text if you got somebody that's got a good crop. That's right. Most of the, most of the time, uh, you know, where people call us, they need help, they got problems, you know, whatever. But right. Uh, it's good. To, it is good whenever somebody sends you a message or sees you out, and they're like, "Hey, you know, look at this. This is, you know, uh, this is like the pumpkins there. You know, we had a good crop this year, whatever." And, and 
you know, that, that always makes it a, a good uh, a good thing whenever you've got people that are, you know, bragging and especially, you know, if you've helped them with, you know, whatever it is that they're they're doing. Um, it's always good good to kind of see that as well. It's always good always to, to have some good news come in. That's right. Good reports from the field. That's right. And, of course, in, in Allen County, there's a lot of Mennonite. There's two big Mennonite communities. And uh, sometimes I'll I'll be out and I'll see some, and they'll be like, oh, well, I hadn't seen you in a while. And I'll be like, well, that's probably a good thing. <laughs> so, but now they're they're good people to work with. The, the Mennonites are, and and you got quite a bit of Mennonite. Uh, well, Mennonites or Amish in your county? Too. Got, yeah, large Amish population. Yeah, very large. Yeah, that's where a bulk of our produce comes from in the county, and but they they do a lot over there. Yeah, and you all have a produce auction. Mm-hmm. I know, is there, how many of those is there in the state? I know there's one in Casey County, Park County, and in Elkton. Elkton, yeah. That all of them? Those are the only three that come to mind, but. uh, Yeah, and those are all like Amish Mennonite. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't tell you, I couldn't tell you when ours started. It's been several years ago, but uh, they auction three days a week during the season. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Usually do really good. Yeah. They have, I guess you'll have people come from all over. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people, uh, a lot of buyers from Louisville area come down. E-Town, Louisville, up through there. I don't know how current this is, but I'm looking on uh, UK's website, the Center for Crop Diversification, and it says there's a produce auction in Casey County, the one in Fairview, which is Christian County, Hart County, Lincoln County, Says there's one in Trigg County and one in Bath County. Okay, I didn't know about the the latter ones you said there. Um, of course, that's a little bit out of our area. Um, but yeah, that's that's good. That's we got to have have you know opportunities like that for folks to come and buy and and that kind of thing. People come from from all around to go to those produce auctions. If you go to the one in uh, in Christian County. You'll uh, there's people from Tennessee, uh, especially this time of year, come and just buy pumpkins by by the trailer load. Yeah. Uh, one one thing about it is is once you get you know south of here, pumpkins don't do as well uh, because of the heat. They don't set fruit well in in high temperatures, and uh, so our pumpkins draw people in, draw buyers in, wholesalers and brokers from the south, and a lot of them are, are shipped to Tennessee. I, I've actually shipped some as far as Alabama, and these produce auctions are, are a, a great thing. Um, prices always seem to, to be really good. There's some weeks that, you know, you don't think you're getting what your pumpkins are worth, but then the next week they may bring double what you think they're worth. One of the, the Amish told me one time, he said, you got to sell every week and you'll get a good average price. I know, Adam, the ones in Hart County, they've got some Southern connections and they'll ship them by the semi-load to the South. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty interesting. And, of course, Brandon, you've got, you kind of got a different uh, uh, selling avenue, I guess you could say, with your pumpkins or a different market. Um, you do basically wholesale, but to a dog food company, right? My mine are processing pumpkins. They they go into pet food, and 
this is something I started a few years back. Uh, for years, I would deliver all over Kentucky and Tennessee, and I would grow several varieties of decorative pumpkins. But I've, I've changed that up, and I, I don't do the decorative thing anymore. Uh, I've got a contract with a with a processor, and that's all I do now. Yeah, and that, and that's really interesting because uh, Adam, before you started on with with UK, we went and toured the facility, the company that Brandon sells to, and it, it is really interesting how they make dog food, and and a lot of it, like I learned a lot that day whenever we toured the facility, and um, so like you know I I'd say you know most people don't even know don't know how dog food is made or what you know goes into dog food because there's you know. Uh, different types of meats, vegetables, all the things, you know, that you really probably wouldn't think of that dog food is made out of. And pumpkins being one, you know, like you would think that pumpkins would be in dog food. Uh, most know. people most people can't believe it. They'll say they put pumpkins in dog food? Right. They do. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very interesting for sure. I know, uh, I think it was last week when I was at the produce auction, I don't know. I don't know how pricing, uh, how you all think pricing is on pumpkins this year, but I mean, it seemed to me they were bringing really good last week. In fact, I heard some of the producers that had a few beans there that week. They said, wow, we'll take that all day long. <laughs> you hear some, some crazy prices at uh, at auctions. I don't know that, that this is for sure correct, but I had somebody from Eastern Kentucky call the other day and he said that some cinderella pumpkins brought from 14 to 18 dollars a piece at a produce auction now i didn't see it wow but that was what he reported and i know i have heard uh that there is a pumpkin shortage this year i have heard uh, i've not seen it firsthand but i have heard of some producers in uh, western kentucky that have bush hogged up to 10 acres of pumpkins and didn't pick any out of there because of some disease problems. So if, if that's true, you know, that is going to drive the price up if that shortage is really out there. Yeah, you're talking about getting $14 for one Cinderella pumpkin. We, we're, we're, our business is opening on the September 16th, which will be after this podcast airs, but like we're selling stacks of four for like $20. So I need to maybe increase my price. <laughs> If they're getting twenty dollars or fourteen dollars for one, <laughs> but no, that's uh, that that that's good. That I haven't heard that. That's that's a that's a crazy price for for those pumpkins. If which, it's true, yeah, if it's true, which you you can't ever tell. <laughs> you you'll hear all kinds of things, you know. And kind of on the kind of switching subjects here, um, of course, you know. With all of your summer crops, basically, you know, the fall, you know, September, October, November, you know, harvest season for for all of those summer crops. And so in our counties, we do have quite a bit of grain. So corn, soybeans, those types of crops as well. And, and even, you know, fall hay cuttings. Um, and so, you know, kind of with that being said, Something we do need to kind of make people aware of is like road, like road safety, um, while harvest season goes on. Because you know you've got large semi trucks, you've got combines, you've got big tractors, all those types of you know big equipment running up and down the road more frequent than usual. So like spring and fall is basically you know the time of year where you got to be more aware of your surroundings on the road 
whenever you're in agricultural areas, right? Um, so that's something that, you know, that we kind of need to make people aware of is, is to be cautious, you know, because you see all the time on social media or on the internet, you're on the news or whatever about, you know, uh, a, a tractor being hit or a combine being hit by, you know, in the, in the back end or whatever, because people are just going too fast, not paying attention. And then they come up on, you know, a combine or tractor that's going 20 miles an hour, 25 miles an hour. And if you're going 60 or 70, you don't have time to, you know, to slow down in time. And then there's, you know, wrecks happen and things like that. So, you know, that's something we should probably be, you know, promoting more is, is road safety and, and that kind of thing. You know, there's the push through the states called share the roads. Is that right? Mm-hmm. You know, each, each one of them, you know, the farmer and the, and the person in the regular vehicle, you know, they each have a right to be on that road. It's just, we got to respect one another and watch out for one another. Cause like you mentioned, you know, like a, a for instance, a big combine, when you come up behind uh, one of them in a car, they may or may not see you back there. Right. So, same thing with a big tractor, grain cart, whatever. Mm-hmm. Seems, seems like the equipment gets larger and larger all the time, too. So, got, not only do you have to watch coming up behind them, but meeting them. Um, it, it, most of these people are, are courteous, courteous enough to have an escort. But if you see flashing lights come towards you, um, Especially this time of year, chances are there's there's a large piece of equipment behind it, and you know, slow down, pull over, get over. Uh, I promise you that as much as it may stress you to have to watch for equipment and go around equipment, the person driving that oversized piece of equipment is a lot more stressed than you are. Um, just just having to navigate. Uh, through narrow roads, and a lot of these guys, especially your your larger producers, they may have grain in two or three or four counties. So transporting this equipment from farm to farm uh, is a, a big deal. Yeah, absolutely, and and of course, you know, in the you know in the counties that we live in, you know, it's kind of hilly. You know, the topography is not you know not flat at all <laughs> in most areas. Um, narrow roads <laughs> curvy yeah narrow roads curvy roads and so and like you were saying you know just uh yesterday i was driving on one of the county on the it's a what's well, a state highway it's double lane and i had to get plumb you know off the side of the road because the combine was coming you know and that's of course you know just a state road let alone those you know small county roads um you know that you may be traveling on uh, you know, some of the, some roads you may <laughs> you may encounter a a combine or something like that, and you have to back up, you know, even to, and try to find a place to pull in to let them by. And you know, to Brandon's point, you know, they're they're just trying to they don't want to be on the roads, but they have to get on the roads to get to the their next fields. You know, like say so, you know they're they're more worried about it than than you are, uh, you know, probably. So yeah, just being courteous and and. Paying more attention this time of year is definitely, you know, a key point here. You know, Brandon, I think mentioned pulling off the road, you know, if you're meeting one. Uh, one thing to mention is to watch where you do pull off because, for instance, if you pull off and there's a mailbox right across from you, they've yeah. still got a squeeze between you and the mailbox. Right. <laughs> so right. just pay attention to the surroundings and where you pull, pull off at because, uh, you know, they got to have space to get by. 
both of you do so yeah 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 absolutely yeah for sure for sure um have y'all seen anybody or as far as like you know yields or anything have y'all heard of anything yet from anybody any of your farmers i know it's kind of early still uh but i have seen i have seen especially in barron county and in parts of my county too there has been some some, some corn shell but i haven't heard of anything sort of like how good it's been yet I've not heard any yield reports. I know that the bean crop overall just looks amazing this year to me. I've just seen some some really good beans. Don't don't know of anybody that's that's uh, shelled any yet, but uh, uh, I think it's going to be a real crop. Yeah, I haven't seen any beans that are ready yet. Uh, most of them are just now starting to turn pretty yellow and, and drop some leaves. I haven't seen any that are you know any early varieties that have matured yet. But like like say some of the bean crop does look extremely well. Our crops look amazing. Uh, you know we have actually in Hart County there's been some beans run already. Um, okay. Yeah, I haven't heard any yields, but I they look good. But uh, but there has been some run. No corn shell that I know of, but a lot of corn been chopped, and I know yields from from choppers. I've been hearing from twenty five north, you know, to thirty ton. It's been a really good, really good crop here. I'm anxious yeah. to see some yield monitors from corn crops. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you're talking about silage, you know, a lot, a lot of silage has been chopped because, um, especially for those, you know, folks that have got uh, got dairy cows, um, we've got we've got some dairies in our county, and um, and even in when I drive through Barron County going to to and from work, uh, you know, the the silage crop this year looked like it was been pretty good for sure. I went and flew my drone over, um, trying to work on a, a video for for Allen County Agriculture. I went to one of my producers last week, I believe, uh, a couple weeks ago, something like that, and they were they were chopping, and I got some really cool video of of them running the running the chopper, and uh, getting the uh, getting the silage hauled in that kind of thing. So it's it's all this this time of year. I love this time of year, not only just for you know. Uh, the cooler cooler weather because I, I I I'll be honest I don't like summer at all <laughs> I'm not a summer person much um, but not only for, you know for the cooler weather weather to get here but you know this time of year there's a, there's a lot of exciting stuff happening on the farm and you know if you enjoy the outdoors like hunting and fishing that kind of stuff it's always you know a great time to you know to kind of relax and do that kind of thing and of course like I said you know we're we sell mums and pumpkins and we're you know about to be in our busy time of the year too and so you know after you know basically like the middle of the the end of october you know from now till then we're wide open and then we kind of get to take a break and we get season uk basketball tickets and so we kind of that's our winter time is our relaxation time you know (laughs) (laughs) that's how we kind of treat ourselves is uh you know we work hard all you know fall and then we go to uk basketball game winter <laughs> so. adam you mentioned uh, uh you mentioned different crops and like fall hay and stuff if you don't mind i'll mention something that's that's we're going to have in our county next week so yeah. um the yeah. national hay association is having their convention in bowling green this year at the sloan convention center of course you could register for that convention it's on the national hay association website but they're having a a field day one day that's going to be at Hart County. It's going to be at Clayton Gerald's farm um, outside of Mumfordville. You can register for that. You can go to the National Hay Association 
National Hay Association website. Like I said, you could register for the whole event or you could just register for that field day. So it should be a good time. Uh, I know I've talked to some people that's with the Hay Association. They're going to have a bunch of equipment brought in, some demonstrations. Uh, should be a good event. It starts at 3 o'clock on the 22nd. That's Friday afternoon, the 22nd. There at Clayton's Farm. And like I said, you can find information on the National Hay Association website. But looking forward to that. Yeah, that that sounds like a good event. Um, I haven't been to that. Of course, in you know, in the winter time is whenever we as extension, you know, uh, have a lot of our winter meetings. You know, as far as our educational programming goes, and so you know, you can kind of keep up with that by um, you know, going to your county extension agent. Um, sign up for their newsletter, their mailing list, that kind of stuff. Because, you know, there may be, you know, programs going on that may benefit you that, you know, if you're not signed up to to get those, uh, you know, notifications or alerts or mailings or whatever, uh, you could be missing out on some really good information, you know, that will, you know, possibly benefit you in your farming operation. So, I, you know, I would definitely encourage you to, um, you know, go to your county extension office, get signed up for newsletters alerts that kind of stuff so you can you know uh during the the slower times of the year in the winter time you know learn about programs that you know may benefit you in your farming operation for sure yep that's right i also mentioned uh, i know it'll it'll be started by the time this comes out but our cape i don't know have, have you all started any cape programs in y'all's county yet yeah our, our applications have already ended but i've already got folks that are starting to do some you know, their educational hours and that stuff. Yeah. Ours is, ours is coming up. Hadn't started yet, but should start pretty soon. Ours starts so that they could pick applications up tomorrow, the 15th, uh, at the extension office, and they will need to be dropped off by October 6th by 4 p.m. Central Time. Okay. And that's for our Hart County audience. Yep. That's Hart County audience. That's right. Yep. For anybody that don't know, that stands for the, it's CAPE stands for the County Agriculture Investment <clears throat> Program. That's money that comes down through the Ag Development Fund for improvements on the farm. Yep, and and in and, and Allen County, we start our applications typically like in August, so we we start ours a little bit earlier. Um, so yeah, that yeah, but if you are in Hart County, be looking out for that for those days, and then if you're Metcalf County, you can uh, be looking out for the upcoming dates on on that as well. We're pretty much running out of time here, fellas. Um, I guess to kind of wrap things up would, you know, reminder of our pumpkin field day that we talked about at the beginning of the, of the podcast, that will be on September the 25th at the, in Allen County. Um, you can call any of your, any of the extension offices, Allen, Barron, um, Park, Metcalf, Monroe, if you're in any of that, any of those areas you can call and, uh, get signed up for that or you can just call the Allen County Extension Office. We've got a list of folks that are, you know, attending that. Um, like I said, that's uh, September 25th. Brandon Bell is going to be the speaker at our field walk that day. Be at 6 o'clock. I'm um, going to pretty much learn, you know, the basics of, of pumpkin production. He's got 30-some years of experience. He's an old man, so he knows what he's doing. And then also um, um, reminder of the Pumpkin Festival here in Metcalf County that starts on what was it, October the 8th, 6th, something like that. What was it, Brandon? 7th. 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 First, first Saturday in October. First Saturday in October. Remember, remember that. Um, also, uh, the the Hay 
National Hay Association Field Day. Yeah, that'll be the 22nd, Friday afternoon, the 22nd at Clayton Gerald's Farm. Yep. Like I said, you, you need to register for that event. They, they are asking you to register yep. for that event. Go online to the website that, uh, that Adam had mentioned there and sign up for that. And uh, just remember, like we said earlier, pay attention on the roads. Harvest season is upon us, and uh, we want to keep everybody safe, our farmers and, and pedestrians included. Make sure that you're safe out there. And uh, we appreciate everyone listening in, and we will talk to you all again. We will have another podcast up here in uh, two weeks. We're going to do this twice a month. So um, just be looking out for that. It will be on uh, start. It will be on Podbean, and then we're going to try to get it on Apple and all the other ones as well. Uh, so we appreciate everyone listening in. Make sure to share our uh, podcast link when after you listen. Uh, give us some feedback. We definitely appreciate uh, everyone listening. We'll talk to y'all again next time. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Thank you for listening to today's show of Digging Up Ag. We hope you join us back next time as we discuss various agriculture topics. Until then, please write a review and subscribe to our show on the podcast platform of your choice. We'll see you next time.